thank you for joining us today for the OU Global Tehillim and Physic Daily Call. On behalf of the Orthodox Union, this is Naftali Herman. The Daily Call began nearly four years ago as a response to the pandemic, and it has evolved to serve as a daily pause to our day. It's an opportunity to convene together from around the world to daven, to pray, for the various needs of Am Yisrael. Thank you so much for joining today's program, for making it a part of your day on Yom Sheni, 21st day of the month of Kisses. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Demil Yalkut of Congregation Public Tzedek in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to share different physics. Rabbi Yalkut just returned from a trip to Israel with the RCA in Mizrahi and YU, and I am hopeful that he can share with us some of his perspectives and his experience on the mission. Following his words of Divrei Chizik, this will be followed by Rabbi Yalkut fully reciting the following five chapters of Tehillim, Perek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Pei Gimel, Kuf Chafalat, and Kuf Lamid. Those are chapters 20, 23, 83, 121, and 130. It will be followed by Achinu, the Mishaberach, for Tzahal, the Mishaberach, for those who are still being held hostage, the Shwin. And Rabbi Yalkut will conclude with the Mishaderach Recholim with a pause as an opportunity to insert the names for all those whom we are davening for. If you'd like to receive the daily Tehillim call reminder email, you can subscribe anytime at ou.org forward slash Tehillim call. That's ou.org forward slash Tehillim call. The Chavod, with great honor, Rabbi Yalkut. Hi, I hope everyone can hear me clearly. Um, I spent a, a really wrenching and meaningful week uh, in Eretz Yisrael, and again, a lot of credit to RCA, World Mizrahi, and Ritz, uh for packaging such a beautiful program for Ravonin, five weeks, um, where group after group of American Ravonin went to be present, to try as best as we could to give chizuk to our brothers and sisters in Israel, even more so uh, to draw chizuk from the incredible, inspiring people who have been uh, galvanized um, an entire society, an entire country, the representatives of Am Yisrael, all in their own way on the front lines of the Jewish people. The image that I keep coming back to in my mind from our trip, uh, that in many ways encapsulated for me the moment that we find ourselves in, um, was not necessarily the most gory, um, the hardest image. But it was the day that we went to go visit Karaza to one of those kibbutzim that was devastated um, by the murderous attacks of Hamas um, this past Shminatzeras. And what struck, struck me and continues to stay in my head were the sukkahs that are still up. That somehow that in that place where life paused in the murderous frenzy that erupted in the middle of Yom Tov, that the sukkahs are still there. I'm reminded the way that Yeshaya Hanavi, the prophet Isaiah, describes the Jewish people in a time of vulnerability, a time of crisis, is that he describes a time where our land, God forbid, was visited with devastation, cities burned by fire, that a stone's throw away, the many buildings that were burned, sometimes Lovaleno, their brothers and sisters inside. 
that the Navi says, Vinosrabas Tzion Kisukava Karem, that the daughter of Zion, the Jewish people, finds itself alone like a sukkah in a vineyard. And I can't stop thinking about those sukkahs and how they represent the combination of faith and fragility, which is where we find ourselves at this particular moment. It's interesting to know there's a famous discussion about Hanukkah, often associated with Rabbi Yosef Karo, the Beis Yosef, of why Hanukkah is eight days. The Archa Shulchan suggests that even before the nace of the Pach Hashemen, the miracle of the cruise of oil, the miraculously burned for eight days, even before that miracle took place, the original celebration of Hanukkah was for eight days. And he says that the reason for this, and here he bases himself on ancient apocryphal literature from the Book of Maccabees, was the Jewish people, when they returned to the Beis HaMikdash, when they returned to the Holy Temple, when they engaged in that moment of restoration, they remembered that they had not celebrated Sukkot properly. The last Yantif that had passed them during the time of the rebellion against the Syrian Greeks. So they made a holiday, a celebration for eight days in order to somehow recapture that lost Sukkot. And in fact, it's interesting if one looks carefully back at the book of Maccabees, it tells us not only they do that, they even brought out Lulavim and Estrogim, something that doesn't really have a clear halachic origin, but represents this incredible, indomitable will of the Jewish people not to let go of the joy of Sukkot. The fact that Sukkot, in fact, it's interesting if you look at the language of the Archashovan, he says specifically, Sukkot's Vishwini Sukkot's together with Vishwini That they weren't going to let go. They were going to somehow continue to celebrate weeks too late. It's interesting in Halakha that um, there's a debate, the formal time of bringing Bikurim ends on Sukkot. But the truth is, the mission tells us you continue until Hanukkah time. Hanukkah is the very, very end of the harvest season. It's somehow the last moment, as it were, of the Yantav of Sukkot. And the Jewish people did something by trying to celebrate Sukkot in December. We're really making a profound statement about a refusal to give in to defeat, of rescuing Simcha from the jaws of depression. And the idea that somehow in the DNA of Hanukkah, is the idea of being able to say, even when it seems impossible, to rescue Simcha, to be able to bring life back into a Sukkot that was totally gone. That's something which is incredibly powerful. And I think that going into this Hanukkah, if we're able to somehow summon up, there's so many Jews, particularly in Israel, Simcha's Torah disappeared. God forbid, for some people, they lost their lives. They would never celebrate a Simchas Torah again. For others left, the wounded, the Avelim. But really for every Jew, you know, we had a bus driver on our trip to Israel who drove some of the first soldiers to go down south that morning from Yushalayim. And he said he was told he went to Teddy Stadium. And the people who were masked, the soldiers who were being called into action, were still wearing talisit. They came straight from Shul, right? Echoes the Yom Kippur War. Mishparach should bless us at this Hanukkah, even as the war continues, and that we should have the energy, we should be blessed, have the resolve and the courage of the Hashemunayim, of the Maccabees, of the strength that they had 
to be able to battle on behalf of the Jewish people. We should also be able to find, as we stand by the menorahs celebrating Hanukkah, the ability, the audacious notion that we can reach back in time and perhaps rescue those sukkahs that still stand to be able to sing one more time, Ono Hashem, Aneinu V'yamkareinu, Hashem should answer us on the day that we called Him for us and for all of the Jewish people. Um, we are going to now proceed with saying Tehillim. Um, we are going to, everyone is invited uh, to read together with me. Um, we are going to begin with Parakhaf, with chapter 20 in Tehillim. Lamnatayach Mizmar the David Yanchadunaviam Sara Yusagevcha Shemelohe Yaakov Yishlach Ezrahami Kodesh Mitsihan Yusadeka Yiskarkamin Chosecha Vilasacha Yidashinasela Yitain Lachil Havecha Vanachne, <laughs> Amei <laughs> Psalm 83, Mustaud, <laughs> Moa grim, give all the moon vamolek, plashas im yahushvetor, gamma shor nilvaimam, 
I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called Achenu. Of course, everybody smiles. Yeah, we, 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 we know Achenu. He says, I'd love to say it with you. But I don't know the words. I have it written down at home. Someone has them a cell phone with the words Achenu, and we stood in the circle and saying Achenu with him and others, family members, and watching the intent and the intensity on his face. Right? It was such a moment of pure tefillah. With God's kindness, the family was reunited back in Eretz Yisrael only a few days later. Achinu Kobeis Yisrael, and the Shunim B'Tzarav Shivya Hamadim Bein Bayam Avim Biyabasha, and Makom Yachem Aleim Yotem B'Tzarav Yirvacham Me'Afilah Lora Mishibud LeGula. Hashtag <laughs> we'll take a moment to pause in the middle for people to insert the names of those that they feel close to, those that they know, as well as all of uh, our wounded soldiers, those who are uh, recovering in body and soul from the events of Simchat um, and that Shabbat should bring such a powerful refuah into the world. Thank you so much, Rabbi Yalkud. Really appreciate you being on with us and sharing your very, very meaningful experience. Uh, we've had a number of rabbis who are on your mission, uh, some who are with us on the OU mission, unquestionably a uh, very, very, very powerful experience. And uh, whoever is able to, is able to go and to be supportive um, in Eretz Yisrael, we're from us here with our tefillos and with our davening, with our learning, um, tzedakah is really making a big difference. So thank you so much, Rabbi Alkut. We look forward to having you back on the program. Please, God, and Yerush Hashem in the near future.
Russ here at the Daily Tehillim Call. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern as each day we pause at this time to share a moment of tefillah, of prayer together. Wishing Nechama, comfort, chizuk, strength, and hope to all Kali Yisrael around the world.